time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Tech Tuesday. Welcome back to Tech Tuesday. I'm Myla Wong. My name is Raj Shroff, and I'm a director of applied AI research at Blue Artificial Intelligence. So last week, a software conference, Devternity, was cancelled after people found out at least one female speaker was actually AI generated. What's that about? Yeah. So as the event drew closer, there were allegations that some of the women that were supposed to speak at this conference seemed to be not real, and that their profiles on the conference page seemed to be AI generated and really used to artificially boost the diversity of the event. And in response to these allegations, the conference's organizer, a guy named Edward Sizovs, admitted on social media that one of the featured speakers on the conference page was actually an auto-generated woman with a fake title. If you go to their website today, it says the conference has been cancelled.、Mm. But when the website was live, many people did claim that some of the women on the website they couldn't find them anywhere else or even contact them, and even the companies that they allegedly worked for. Said that they never heard of these people. So Mr. Sisov said he wasn't trying to mask the worse than expected level of diversity of speakers. So why did he do that? Yeah. So his explanation was that these AI-generated profiles were used as placeholders until Edward Sisov could find new speakers for the event. Now these placeholders were used on the test version of the conference website, but he claims that because of an internal mistake. The test version of the website, you could see it as the official website, and you could see these AI-generated people. And he did not mean to deceive them. Other members of the tech community have pushed back against this and said that this conference organizer has been using fake profiles of female speakers for at least three years. AI is really blurring the lines between what's real and what's fake. I mean, this is not the only case of AI person we've heard recently, right? Yeah, so this story about about the AI model is one of the more interesting and、uh, entertaining stories that I've come across recently. So this Spanish advertising agency called the Clueless recently rolled out an AI-generated influencer and model called Aitana. Now, when you look at her on Instagram, she's supposed to be this very attractive 25-year-old model with pink hair, and she's promoting your company's brand and your company's products. And、her account has 121,000 followers on Instagram. She earns、um, up to 10,000 euros per month, and she's so realistic looking and so attractive that some celebrities have actually direct messaged her on Instagram to ask her out on a date. And that seems to be quite entertaining to the people that created this model. Now. Is this the future of advertising? Some people actually ask me that. I'm not so sure, since many people still prefer following human celebrities and influencers. But according to the company that came up with Aitana, it is actually very nice to not have to work with human influencers and human models that might have very big egos, large manias, and they just want to make money by posing for photos. In this sense, working with an AI-generated model really cuts down on the drama. I think the company said they had to create a personality for Athena so she can be more relatable. It's quite funny because they created a fake model but still wanted a facade of reality. The company actually said that、uh, it's hard to build a following with an AI-generated model because she or it would have no history in the real world. They kind of had to build up a personality, a storyline. 
where she was kind of posing in different locations over time so that they could build up a backstory for her and really make her more relatable to members of the public. There's another case in point. We're not exactly sure, but some people are questioning if articles published by an American sports magazine, Sports Illustrated, may actually be churned out by AI. The pictures of these alleged writers for Sports Illustrated were actually listed on sale on an AI-generated basis website called Generated Photos. So all this was quite suspicious and quite alarming because Sports Illustrated is a big brand name in sports media. And to make things even more interesting, it's not just the faces of the journalists that seem to be AI-generated, but the articles themselves were said to be written by AI tools. And the parent company of Sports Illustrated, they claimed that this was a mistake by one of their third-party vendors that published this content in an automated manner, and that the articles have been removed. Some other people are saying these were written by human writers; they were just badly written. But we're not really that sure. The problem here, in my view, is that even an accusation against a media company like this could absolutely damage their reputation, maybe permanently. And what happens to our trust in media as individuals if we believe that even a small percentage of news is AI generated? So that's a real question we should be asking when thinking about the social impact of this kind of thing. Well, I guess as a media outlet, we have to work harder to make our content less AI-like. Yeah, well, in some cases you might be right, but in some cases that were investigated against Sports Illustrated, people were saying that these articles make no sense; like they were、mm. very poorly written or nothing to do with the subject matter. And while AI-generated writing will get better and better over time, I think people that are critical readers they may have an easier time figuring out whether something is something makes sense or something doesn't make sense. So we have to be alert. Because... Absolutely, I get asked the question a lot of what can we do to protect ourselves. I believe that all of us will just end up building a list of sources that we trust instead of trusting everything that we see on news websites or on social media. Now, in a way, this is how society operated before the internet, and part of me feels that we might go back to this in some way. People had to build a reputation over time in the real world by connecting with other people. So it's almost human beings creating their own filter about what they trust and who to follow over a long period of time. We may not trust everything we see on Facebook, but we may identify a few people or a few organizations that post on Facebook or Instagram, and we may believe that hey, these are high-quality people with good reputations, so I'm going to follow them and not other people that I've never heard of, even if they're putting out very exciting content. Amazon introduced its AI chatbot called Q last week, and it's supposed to be a business version of ChatGPT, right? So, what can it do exactly? Q isn't released yet, and yes, it will be a competitor to ChatGPT Enterprise. But when it is released, Q is designed to help、uh, employees summarize information from company documents and communication apps such as Slack. In addition, Q can allegedly also help software developers write code. And I'm sure as time goes on, and as this tool is actually released, we will find out about additional features that this chatbot is capable of. So it sounds quite similar to ChatGPT or Microsoft's Copilot. Yes, it is. In a sense, maybe more similar to ChatGPT than、uh, Copilot, because Copilot seems to be integrated across all of Microsoft's product offerings, from Excel to PowerPoints to Outlook. 
Whereas we don't know so much about Q yet, but it may still have that integration, but it may not be as expansive as Copilot. What's actually the difference between Q and ChatGPT? Allegedly very similar because ChatGPT also has an enterprise version of the ChatGPT that many people use. Now, Q is very well integrated into Amazon Web Services cloud computing services. So if you as a company are already using Amazon Cloud Services, it may make it an easier decision for you to use Q over ChatGPT Enterprise because you're already in the Amazon ecosystem. I think Amazon is also saying that it will be safer for enterprise users. What does that mean actually? When they talk about the safety of this tool, they're basically building in features into Q that safeguard company information so that employees don't have access to information that they should not have access to. And they want to be able to prevent the chatbot from giving out advice that it's not supposed to. So if Q was being used by an employee or a customer of a retail bank, Amazon has built-in safeguards to allow the bank to prevent Q from giving out investment advice because, uh, as we know in reality, only registered financial advisors should be giving out investment advice. But is that really the case? Because I think there are reports saying that Q would actually um, return inaccurate answers to, to the users, so maybe it will still hallucinate like other AI chatbots. Yes, this actually goes back to a very common um, limitation of large language models that power software such as Q. It might make up information because that's kind of how large language models work. They work by predicting the next word to insert into a sentence. And you can try to train these language models with source documentation and reputable sources to only output correct information but the very technical way that these models are trained may result in them hallucinating or making up information. So there's really no clear answer on how to prevent this. And this is something that companies are working on to kind of solve before they deploy these models at scale. So this is a work in progress. So Amazon also said it will protect users from copyright issues. How does that work exactly? Well, the specific details need to be confirmed because this was an announcement that Amazon made at a conference that they would protect their users from copyright violations. So we can just speculate at this point that if a company that is using Q manages to output copyrighted material or violate copyright material and that company gets sued, then Amazon might come in and foot the bill for the lawsuit. Right. So we really need to know the details of this, but the concern about getting sued because your AI tool violates someone else's copyright is a very valid concern. A recent example here is that Getty Images, the website that sells stock photography, they sued an AI company called Stability AI because they accused Stability AI of using Getty's copyrighted images without permission to train some AI image generation models. Hmm. Do you think it's too early to say whether Q will actually do well when competing with, for example, ChatGPT and other AI chatbots? Well, I believe it is a little bit early to make a definitive statement. Um, but at the same time, there are some very good signs for Amazon's potential here. ChatGPT is not accessible in every country, uh, whereas we can predict that Amazon's Q will be accessible in most countries. Amazon is seen as a mature and dependable company in cloud services and also in the AI space. 
And as for whether they can compete better with OpenAI, the recent leadership drama at OpenAI where the board fired their CEO, Sam Altman, only to hire him back after hundreds of employees threatened to resign, this kind of drama has caused OpenAI's current customers to look for new service providers in case it happens again. And maybe some of these people will go to Amazon. And in addition, uh, new users are currently not able to sign up to ChatGPT Premium, apparently because OpenAI can't scale their systems to keep up with demand or they have some other concerns. And this might make corporate customers believe that companies such as Amazon are more reliable in terms of being a service provider because they can scale these systems much more effectively than a smaller company such as OpenAI.